0: It's Tuesday, the 25th of February, and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, with the coronavirus spreading at an astonishing speed, will the outbreak become a pandemic? We'll hear from the virologist, Dr Chris Smith.
1: There's no strict definition actually of the word pandemic, but what it really broadly translates into is wide scale spread of an infectious entity over a big geography. And we usually talk about it being in multiple geographies at the same time.
0: Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, the threat posed by the virus has become a fact of life for the city's residents. We'll cross to our bureau in the city. Plus, tense times ahead for Bolivia as candidates rally to fill the void left by the ousting of the former president. I'm Ben Ryland in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. Fears are growing that the rising number of COVID-19 coronavirus outbreaks may become a pandemic. Hundreds of new cases have been reported from South Korea to Italy, while in Iran at least 12 people have died from the infection. But at what point does the virus become a pandemic? Dr Chris Smith is a consultant virologist at Cambridge University.
1: Well, there's no strict definition, actually, of the word pandemic. It gets used variably in different contexts. But what it really broadly translates into is wide scale spread of an infectious entity, whether that's a bacterial infection or a viral infection over a big geography. And we usually talk about it being in multiple geographies at the same time. So The the strict definition of a pandemic is something that's newly emerged into a population and has then begun to spread and has spread far and wide to inflict itself on very large numbers of
2: people across a big area. You will get sick of me saying that the window of opportunity remains open for us to contain this outbreak. WHO is doing everything we can to seize that the window of opportunity and we urge the international community to do the same
1: the bottom line with any kind of infectious outbreak is in the same way as we put out a fire by robbing it of the things it needs to burn chiefly fuel viruses are pretty similar in the sense that the only way you can get a virus is if you're rubbing up against someone who's got it and they can give it to you and then you incubate it and you give it to somebody else so if you stop people spreading it that's a very effective way to curtail an outbreak and it's very very difficult when you've got huge numbers of people over big geographies to do this but what we can do is to try to slow down the rate at which the thing moves because what tends to be a big problem under these circumstances is when health services and other services are overwhelmed by sheer numbers of symptomatic people. So if you can slow it down to a trickle rather than a flood... You're ultimately probably going to see the same number of cases overall, but they're happening more slowly. And that means you've got more resources to share around and you're under less pressure and therefore fewer things go wrong. That's what's happening in Wuhan City, where what they've tried to do is to bear down on the number of cases. They've still ended up with stupendous numbers of cases and that's because they came to the party a bit late in the sense that it caught them with their pants down. It spread a very long way into a large number of people before they were able to get on top of it. Other countries are trying to avoid having Wuhan Mark II, but at the end of the day, we are under no illusion that this is already, this genie's out of the bottle, it's all sort of, the horses are running. It, it will come, it's a question of how quickly it comes, and therefore, if we can turn that, that tide into a trickle and just spread out how it comes, and especially if we can spread it out into summertime, that will be useful because viruses spread much less well in summer than they do in winter.
0: Chris Smith there from Cambridge University. Well, as the world scrambles to contain the COVID-19 outbreak, in Hong Kong, residents are learning to live with the threat posed by the virus. Our bureau in the city sent us this dispatch.
2: We apologise that surgical masks, alcohol wipes, alcohol gel and alcohol spray are all sold out. Local media reported that supplies
3: of the N95 mask widely used during the SARS outbreak in Hong Kong, are running low, with some retailers doubling prices of dwindling stocks. Hong Kong
2: is in the midst of a hygiene frenzy, and sold out signs like this have started to appear outside of chain pharmacies, small shops, and drugstores right across the city. As the coronavirus spreads across mainland China, shoppers here are panic buying face masks, but demand is exceeding supply, prompting queues and angry crowds of consumers who are not used to having to wait. Buying masks and wearing them is common practice in Hong Kong. It's been like that ever since the SARS virus hit the city in 2003. Usually anyone with a cold will cover their nose and mouth in public in order to stop the spread of germs. The big difference right now is that healthy people are wearing them as a matter of precaution. Some people will go through several a day. And since the coronavirus has no end in sight, there's a sense of panic building and some shameless profiteering. A few independent drugstores are selling masks for more than four or five times their usual price. Right now, the government says it's working with the mainland Chinese authorities to get a fresh supply. After all, most masks are made in China. The government is also talking to 140 suppliers in 10 other countries. This giant restock of masks is part of a suite of measures being rolled out to limit the spread of the virus. So far, these initiatives have ranged from cancelling official Chinese New Year celebrations, to turning summer camps into quarantine facilities for infected patients. School kids are beginning an extra two weeks of holiday, while swimming pools and other public spaces are shut until further notice. Civil servants in non-essential jobs are currently required to stay at home, and the government has requested private employers follow suit. And in a surprise move, Chief Executive Carrie Lam came out wearing a mask to announce a partial closure of the border with mainland China. And the suspension of visas for mainland tourists. As a result of all this, Hong Kong's usually hectic, noisy, and overcrowded streets have become eerily quiet. Shops and offices are closed, bar stools remain unoccupied, and empty taxis are roaming the streets with their red lights on looking for fares. While the buses and subway trains are running, everyone on board can be guaranteed a seat. And for those who do decide to venture outside, The vast majority are wearing disposable surgical masks, or a more industrial-looking model made by 3M, the type you may wear to sand down your floorboards at home. These so-called N95 masks have suddenly entered the Hong Kong lexicon. This heightened demand for masks has caught everyone by surprise. Only a few months ago, the government tried to ban the wearing of masks for non-medical reasons, in an effort to curb the ongoing protests wearing a face mask in 2019 was the equivalent of holding up an umbrella during the student-led street occupation in 2014. Initially, protesters bought surgical masks from convenience stores to offer some protection against tear gas. But later on, these masks became more plastic and professional-looking and performed a secondary function as a guard against identification by police. But now they're also being used for their original purpose. For Monocle 24 in Hong Kong, I'm
0: James Chambers. Bolivia is due for elections soon, but with the aftermath of the former president's messy ousting still lingering, a tough campaign may lie
3: ahead, Monocles Fernando Augusto Pacheco reports. Bolivia's general election on the 3rd of May will be hotly contested. A new batch of polls suggests support for the current transition government is falling. Bolivia has been through some dramatic moments with the resignation in November of Evo Morales. He had been in charge for 14 years, but was forced out after a disputed election the previous month. Opposition Senator Janine Agnes took power as interim president, but the limelight doesn't appear to be helping her. She's currently only third in the polls, while Morales' preferred candidate, former economy minister Luis Arce, leads with 32% of the vote, followed by former president and centrist candidate Carlos Mesa. It's a sign that while Morales himself may not be on the ballot in May, his supporters aren't going anywhere. Still, it could be tough for Arce to win outright. If he doesn't take a majority in the first round, the other candidates could rally behind his opponent in a runoff.
0: Fernando Augusto Pacheco with that report. Elsewhere on today's agenda... Officials in Buffalo in the state of New York are beginning to plan for a future of roads dominated by driverless cars and delivery drones. Starting today, the city is hosting a week-long series of workshops in partnership with the US advocacy group Congress for the New Urbanism. The aim is to develop policies that will ensure public space isn't compromised by technological advancements in transport. And relations between Japan and South Korea, fragile at the best of times, have been under particular stress recently, ever since a diplomatic dispute about Japanese compensation for colonial labour was worsened by a tit-for-tat trade spat last year. The unlikely bright spot on the horizon, however, is Parasite, the Oscar-winning social satire from South Korea. Japan has embraced the film since its release on the 10th of January, putting it at the top spot in the box office and making it the highest-grossing South Korean film ever released in Japan. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I'm Ben Ryland. The Monocle Minute returns on Wednesday.